You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from Dave & Buster's at Tempe Marketplace with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards is the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Well, it'll be another installment of Pac-12 Way After Dark this coming Saturday night in Tempe when the Arizona State Sun Devil football team returns home to host its first-ever meeting with the Eagles of Eastern Michigan University, a game that will kick off shortly after 8 p.m. at Sun Devil Stadium's Frank Cush Field. We invite you to join us for the next hour as we preview the ASU Eastern Michigan game and talk Sun Devil football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play broadcaster for Sun Devil Football and your host for tonight's show. With me once again this evening, fifth-year Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards. How you doing, Herm? Good to be back on the home field this Saturday night, huh? E- even if it is a tad late, right? Uh, it's kind of interesting, I think, since we've been here. This has probably been the latest start. I think it is. The earliest start was, uh, was it a couple years ago uh, when we played USC in the morning? At yep. nine, yes. you remember that one at nine? That was kind of a nice deal, but that was the uh, was that the COVID year? That was the season yeah. opener for the COVID year. Yeah, and so then COVID got us after that. <laughs> yes, indeed. We've run the gamut from yeah. nine a.m. Yeah. now yeah. to eight p.m. Yeah. Right. this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. and our show has a new home this season tonight and every Wednesday night from now till the end of the college football season. We'll be broadcasting uh, from Dave and Buster's in Tempe Marketplace. Uh, delighted to be here. Uh, closer to campus, and uh, we appreciate the help of the folks here at Dave and Buster's. The Sun Devil kicking game will take the spotlight on tonight's show. The senior member of the Arizona State football coaching staff, eighth-year special teams coordinator Sean Slocum will visit with us later on in the program, and so, too, will two of the mainstays of the Sun Devil kicking game as second-year punter Eddie Shaplitsky and freshman field goal kicker Carter Brown will also join us. Our show is formatted just like a football game in quarters, so off we go now to the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the first quarter. As we again say hello to head coach Herm Edwards. Herm, now a couple days uh, to reflect, some film study. You've had a couple of practices under your belt. Uh, What are some of your main takeaways from the 34-17 setback at Oklahoma State on Saturday? Well, it was a little bit of a setback for us because uh, our players were in the mindset um, of going down there and, and winning a football game. And uh, I think the key for us uh, to go on the road to play an opponent like that was withstand the barrage of the first 10 minutes of the game. And, and that took place. Uh, and then the third quarter, I thought we got right back in it. We scored. And then from there, uh, you know, when you really break the game down, it was uh, too many plays defensively. We had 93 plays. Uh, you, can't, you can't give a team 93 plays like that on no. the road. And uh, we struggled uh, offensively converting third downs, mm-hmm. right? And so when you think about it, you know, those two combinations are a bad combination to, to yeah. play it. Now they're the eighth-ranked team in the country sure. uh, on the road. And so with that being said, hopefully we learned a lesson. And uh, I think the players came back to work, and they got a good mindset uh, about who we play this week, and we'll get into that opponent here shortly. But um, I thought the way we competed, we gave ourselves a chance. And uh, that's the one thing you always ask, just give yourself a chance. Just give yourself a chance and see see how it all works out. But um, 
the atmosphere, I think, was, was really good for our players to be in that type of atmosphere. They were excited about going there, but it wasn't about the excitement about being in that atmosphere. It was the excitement about let's, let's, let's go win this football game. Mm-hmm. And that was the mindset of this football team when they walked into that stadium. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, you weren't supposed to win. Well, that's, that's, that's the people outside the building. Mm-hmm. We didn't believe that. You know, we said, we're going to go here and win this football game. <laughs> and so I, I feel bad for the players because uh, uh, they, they played their tails off. But I think hopefully we learn from the lesson uh, of defeat. Yeah. That we don't want to, you know, end up getting into that situation again against a good football team. Officially, the play differential was 84 to 61. But you make the great point that on the there were some of the plays some plays were snapped on which there were fouls committed yes, yes. and those still count in the uh, energy draining <laughs> uh, category if you yeah. will for your defense and here's an interesting number that, that points that out in the first and third quarters you came out you came out and started strong you got a good start to the third quarter in the first and third quarters the sun devils allowed just 3 points and forced 5 Oklahoma state punts but in the second and fourth quarters, as the game is wearing on in each of those halves, uh, 31 points allowed in those two ha- quarters combined. And, and, and you could tell in the fourth quarter uh, the defense was weary. They, they were weary. Uh, and you could tell in their legs, their body language. They, they had given all they had give, but it's just you can't play that many plays. Yeah. You know, we had some competitive fouls. We had five defensive competitive, what I call competitive fouls. Different different fouls yeah, than yeah. the ones you had last year. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, you know, uh, you know. False Snapping starts. the ball, false starts. It was competitive fouls. Man-to-man coverage, you're playing tight. When you look at college football, even pro football, um, that's part of the deal, right? When you're snuggling up against a receiver or somebody, you're going to get either way. They had some of those too, by the way. You know, it's mm-hmm. both teams. And it's just when you're playing close man-to-man and, you know, you're going to get a couple calls like that. Now, they came at the, the wrong time, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. You know? and, and so – they kept drives going for them, and sometimes it hurt us and, and kicked us back a little bit, you know, when we did something offensively. Now, we didn't have that many fouls on offense. It was more of the defensive fouls. Right. Even if you're not committing fouls and not playing as many snaps, you wouldn't have played as many snaps if the third down conversion had been better. Two of 13, yeah, That it's hard to uh, win a football game <laughs> at that rate. What is the issue? What did you feel like were the issues, and how do you go about uh, correcting that? It seems to me Ladarius Henderson made a great point today. He said one way to do better on third down is to do better on first and second down. Correct. Stay ahead of the chains. We talk about that a lot. Don't put yourself in third and, and put yourself in third and manageables. Third and fours or under. That's that's a pretty good. Now you're going to get in some third and sevens. Everyone. There was some third. And, it was funny. We can we converted a third and eighteen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You got to be kidding me, <laughs> right? I mean, we threw a hook in there, third and eighteen. So we made a first down on third and eighteen. And we, but I think Glenn Thomas said today there were like four third and fours or less yeah, that you didn't that, convert. That we convert. You got to convert those, you know. And then all of a sudden, what you do, and I've always said this in football, even if you don't score, you know, the good thing about and they're here, you kick it. Mm-hmm. If you kick the ball in football. A lot of good things happen. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, you score the touchdowns, the point after, right? Or you kick the field goal, mm-hmm. or you punted the ball away, right? That's th- those in are two out of three. They're playing the they're, fight song, right? Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> if you just kick it, just kick it. You know, even if you go for a long period of drive, you go for maybe eight play drive and you don't score, yeah. punt it. Yep. Just we we you know. And you got a great punter. Just yeah, just let let kick it on down there inside the five and let the defense play and see if they can go ninety five on. Yeah. 
And we'll talk to Eddie a little bit later on, but, boy, there aren't many punters in the country better at pinning opponents deep, are there, than the guy you got? No, and I think we have two excellent kickers. Yeah. That's the one thing I do believe. Uh, and uh, we got a young freshman that was, was really good last week. And it's a tough situation for him. We had to kick a, a long field goal, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden it started raining. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, boy, it's really hard now. Yeah. Right? There were, I thought, some encouraging developments uh, from the ball game. To me, the, one of the most encouraging was we've been talking for a couple of years about who's going to emerge in this wide receiver group to be a go-to target for your quarterbacks. Well, on Saturday, we saw two fellas, Elijah Badger and Gio, Giovanni Gio Sanders, who is a great story. And by the way, we're going to do a little profile on Gio on our uh, Sun Devil uh, Countdown to Kickoff show this Saturday. But those two fellas combined for nine catches, 185 yards, and a touchdown. Big plays for both. Uh, that had to be really encouraging to see. It really is because when you think about it, we, you know, obviously we recruited Badger and, and felt he was a talented guy, and uh, he kind of, kind of had one of those outbreak games, and hopefully he could continue to do that. And Gio was obviously a, a walk-on guy, mm-hmm. and I told you the story oh, here sitting a, here before. Great we, story. You know, and, and, and he walks on, he enters a scholarship, and he's all excited, and so he goes up to Washington with us and just got a scholarship. First play under the kickoff. I said, who's down? I said, Gio, he's out. <laughs> oh, no. So I always tell him, I said, so I gave you a scholarship, and the first play you played in the game on special teams, you go out there and get knocked out, and you can't play. <laughs> and he'll never live that down. <laughs> he said, Coach, I'm going to pay you back for that. I said, I just, I just, just make sure, you know, I just want to make sure we're okay. I think but, the payback process may have started Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, he, huh? he had an excellent game and, and uh, made some big-time catches for us, too. He made the one, you know, the one that he caught off and ran off about to the two. That wasn't the one that was impressive. It was the one that he went in on third down, caught it between two guys. Yeah, yeah. Dove out there and caught the ball in two hands. That was really a nice catch. That was big time. We won't give the whole story. Listen uh, Saturday to the pregame show, but just the nutshell version, uh, uh, Gio Sanders was a really good high school player in uh, Murrieta, California, went to Dixie State as a freshman, and I think he caught like 19 balls there. His sophomore year, he transferred to Riverside City College. They were the JUCO national champs that year. <clears throat> Excuse me, and he had a huge year for them. But the offers weren't coming in. It's spring of 20, COVID is hitting, and he takes a job bagging groceries at a Stater Brothers grocery store in Southern California. And one day while he was at work, his phone, as he said, it went crazy, and it was a call from Arizona State inviting him to be a preferred walk-on. Yep. And the rest... His history. And it's good for him. And you love, you love stories like that. You really oh. do because it really excites uh, the other guys that are walk-on guys. And we've been pretty good with uh, giving scholarships to walk-on players. Yeah. But you think about it, though, in terms of what he and Elijah did. If, if those two guys can signal uh, a burgeoning uh, receiver core, you've already got a pretty solid ground game. Uh, and a quarterback who's a dual threat uh, running and throwing the football, that's, that's good news for your offense. Well, it is, and I think the more he's familiar with the receivers, too. Uh, you know, you've got to get a feel for that. It, it takes planning games. This is the, the, this is the what, second game. Mm-hmm. Right? Not spring football. I mean, actually right. a second football game. So there, there's still some work to be done uh, with this football team, and I just think the more we can play together, the more we find out about each other. Defensively, how did you size up your defense's play? Uh, you know, look, when you shut a team out, I mean, they, they, they've played two games now, no one scored in the first quarter. So that gives you a chance, right? And, and I thought, you know, they, they played pretty good, gave up some points in the, in the, in the second quarter, which against a team that's, that's, that's pretty potent on offense with a veteran quarterback, a bunch of veteran offensive linemen and some 
some really talented wideouts. Uh, and then the third quarter, I thought they came back in there and battled and, and got us back in the game. And right. I, I think for the most part, you know, there's a prideful defense. There's a lot of guys that were on this defense last year, especially the front seven guys mm-hmm. that were the number one defense in the Pac-12. Yes, they were. And so I think sometimes people forget about that, yep. you know, that they were pretty good last year too. And yep. um, both the corners <laughs> are in pro football. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had those guys still. Boy, and they're in true. pro football now. So uh, it, it's just, you know, it's just part of the deal. One one thing I did note in uh, Saturday's game, the defense only had two uh, TFLs, tackles for loss, and no sacks. Now it's hard to, <clears throat> excuse me, hard to get sacks when you're facing a guy that gets the ball out as quickly as Spencer Sanders did last week. But uh, is there a, any concern at this point about enough pressure in the in the passing? Game? Well, I think you know we don't blitz a lot, and because we we just don't we we, we don't do that. But I, I think when you think about the first game of the season. The ball was out. I mean, it's, it's quick. They're not going back and taking, you know, long drops or getting the ball out uh, because they're a little bit worried about those guys mm-hmm. up front. And I thought uh, Oklahoma State did some similar things like that, right? right. They, they got the ball out, and the quarterback, you know, he ran for 60 yards. I mean, he made some plays. He's a good quarterback. He's a senior guy. He's played a lot of football. Really good quarterback. Um, and, um, you know, that's just part of it. But I think when you're putting pressure on it's the perfect time and temperature to celebrate football. Find Celebros of Wines at Sun Devil Stadium and your favorite retailer. The excitement at game time feels as refreshing and delicious as Celebros of Wines. Proud partners of your Arizona State Sun Devils. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. Get ready for ASU football by planning your stay in Tempe. Within minutes of ASU Sun Devil Stadium, fans can hang out at the numerous bars and restaurants on Mill Avenue, go kayaking on Tempe Town Lake, shop for ASU gear, and enjoy a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. Planning to catch this week's game? Make plans today to play and stay in Sean Slocum will drop by a bit later on, but up next... We'll visit with two of the mainstays in Sean's Sun Devil kicking game as punter Eddie Shaplitsky and kicker Carter Brown will join us. But first, let's take a timeout here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Broadcasting live from Dave & Buster's at Tempe Marketplace, a great place for food and family fun. We welcome you back to this evening's edition of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards talking Arizona State football on this Wednesday evening. A new night for the show, Wednesday nights, and a new locale, Dave and Busters. I'm Tim Healy, your host. Glad you could join us this evening. Time now to meet tonight's player guests, two of the fellas who put the foot in football at Arizona State University. First, uh, we want to introduce a young man who arrived at ASU last year and immediately took over as the Sun Devil punter, averaging over 43 yards per punt. His 45-yard average this year, currently third best in the Pac-12, and that includes a career-long 75-yard punt last week at Oklahoma State. He's also handling the kickoff duties for the Devils, and five of his 12 kickoffs have already resulted in touchbacks this year. He comes from Charlotte, North Carolina. Say hello to punter Eddie Shaplitsky. 
Eddie, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Great to have you on, my friend. Also with us tonight is uh, Eddie's uh, counterpart uh, in the kicking game, a true freshman who had quite a debut at Arizona State, made all four of his field goal attempts, two of them from 44 yards out in the Sun Devil season opening win over NAU, and that was good enough to earn him Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week honors in his very first college game. He's five of six in field goals this season. He's converted all of his point afters. He was one of the nation's most highly recruited kickers a year ago. He comes from Pearland, Texas, and we welcome Carter Brown to the show and Arizona State. How you doing, Carter? Good. How are you? Great to have you on. First of all, Carter, I think I nailed your hometown, right? Yes, uh, sir. Talk about it. It, it. Some people always wonder, is it Pearland or Pearland? And you tell them what to, how to say it correctly. It's Pearland. And it's near Houston, right? Yes, sir. So we nailed that one. Uh, both these fellas, highly recruited uh, kickers uh, coming to Arizona State. Uh, Eddie, let's talk to you first. What were the factors uh, that led you to decide to come out west from Charlotte uh, to become a Sun Devil last year? First off, I would definitely say the coaching played a huge part in it. Uh, Coach Slocum has done a great job in development so far. Um, also location, love it in Phoenix here, and um, academics as well. You know, mm-hmm. they have a really good program for what I'm majoring in. And uh, What are you majoring in? I'm majoring in economics right now. Okay. So yeah. outstanding. Well, it's great to have you here. And, Carter, how about you? You committed early to the Sun Devils, and you stood true to your commitment. What uh, clicked with you about Arizona State? Um, Eddie pretty much touched everything, but uh, the coaching staff, uh, how good Coach Slocum does with kickers and uh, just kind of what he's done in his past with them and uh, as well the weather out here and then the academics. Uh, is a top business program, so mm-hmm. definitely helped. You had uh, quite a, a good competition, Carter, in fall camp with uh, Jace Feely, who walked onto the program a year ago, the son of former NFL, former Arizona Cardinals uh, place kicker Jay Feely. Uh, what was your mindset going into that opening game with NAU? How did you feel you came through fall camp, and uh, what was your mindset as you went into that game? Uh, my mindset going into that game was really uh, just do what I can to help my team win and uh, be as successful as I can be. And that had to help your confidence, I would imagine, having those uh, four field goals right away. Yes, sir. What is, uh, how did that competition with Jace help you? in august um it pushed me i mean it made me work hard jace had a great fall camp and uh it really helped me develop into the the kicker i am right now and uh, i think it's going to help me in the future as well and part of the part of your success is the guy sitting to your left here eddie's your holder this year how's that dynamic working out uh it's great eddie's done a great job uh always works hard and uh comes to do his best every day have you eddie had you ever held uh, been a holder before or no, this is my first time. No kidding. Yeah, because I kicked field goals in high school as well. So oh, okay. I, you know, wasn't able to do that. that so. That's kind of hard to hold for yourself, right? Yeah. What's What's the biggest challenge there, man? That's That's a lot of pressure, especially if you're, you know, talking about a kick to possibly win a football game. Yeah, um, you know, repetition really helped with that. You know, I went all through spring ball doing holding and then through fall camp, so I felt plenty of experience going out in the first game. Um, if it was last year, you know, I probably would have felt a little more pressure, but you know, being through going through the process of going through the season, game day, knowing what it's like, you know, I really didn't feel much pressure going out first game holding. Yeah. Now what, uh, I just asked Carter this, how about you, look back to last year, what were the, what was your, what was it like for you being a freshman and then being literally thrown into the fire as the Sun Devils punter a year ago, uh, what were the biggest adjustments and what was it like transitioning to college ball for you? I think the biggest change was the speed of the game. You know, you have a lot more athletic guys 
on the field at all times. You know, you're kicking to a more athletic guy than you were in high school. You have more athletic guys coming and rushing the punt. So, you know, the speed of the game is a lot faster, which is something, you know, I had to adjust, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in training camp. But, um, you know, the pressure, I really, you know, didn't feel that too much. You yeah. Know, because, you know, you have a lot of confidence when, you know, you put a lot of work in, mm-hmm. you know. So I felt confident uh, going into the season there. But, yeah. Kind of uh, puts me in mind of an old phrase that preparation, when preparation meets opportunity, good things will happen. And it sounds like that that was your case with you last year. Absolutely, yeah. How about you, Carter? What's been the biggest transition for you moving to college ball this year? Um, honestly, uh, like Eddie said, op time is a bigger thing here with more athletic guys rushing the kick. And uh, they work on it every day, so they're going to be a lot better at it than they were in high school. And uh Really just repetition like Eddie touched on earlier as well, just kind of getting in sync with John and mm-hmm. Eddie holding. And uh, it's been great now, and uh, I trust both of them a lot. Yeah, you mentioned John. John Furlman, a young man from uh, Boulder Creek High School in the Phoenix area. Uh, he's your long snapper this year, but I think on both punts and uh, field goals. How's mm-hmm. he doing so far? He's done great. He's done great. Um, you know, great guy. You know, fun to be around every day. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's been great with him so far. Carter, you mentioned get-off time. Do you have a particular time that you, you feel like you need to get your kickoff uh, when you're attempting a field goal or an extra point? Uh, ideally about 1-2 uh, two to 1-2-5 two from snap to kick. 1-3 uh, is okay, but we'd like to be around 1-2-5. That's amazing. That's amazing. How about on a punt, Eddie? What's uh, the time frame there? It's about the same time for me, so I'd like to be around 1-2-5. One two, if they're bringing pressure, or if they're in a stack or safe look, then I could be around one three. Yeah, so. I want to ask both of you guys. Um, start with you, Carter. How long have you been kicking? How did you get started? I, th- I think I heard you play that you uh, heard, heard you say earlier in fall camp that you played a lot of soccer as a kid. How did you get involved in kicking and the path that led you to becoming now a college uh, place kicker? Uh, I started playing soccer when I was three and uh, played soccer all the way up until freshman year of high school, but. Uh, I started actually, my mom was signing me up for classes, and my junior high coach just kind of had the idea. So no it kind of happened in seventh grade, and then uh, eighth grade I started training, and it just all fell in place from there. How about you, Eddie? What was the path that led you to become a kicker? Very similar to Carter. So I started playing soccer around four or five years old, and um, when I played soccer, I was usually one of the bigger kids. You know, I wasn't as fast, so I would take um, all the corner kicks, the goal kicks. I always had a big leg in soccer, so... Mm-hmm. Um, my freshman year of high school, I was like, you know, why not try this out? And I got in uh, contact with my coach in Charlotte. You know, I think it's uh, been up since then. So, yeah. Wow. And look and look where it's taken you. Yeah. Both uh, now playing Power 5 college football. Both of you have, in the short period of time you've been on with us, mentioned Coach Slocum. Uh, Carter, start with you. Uh, what are some of the things you have learned from him since you've been here? Um, more so just about the, uh, the preparation and the uh, just before the kick, honestly. Uh, it's all – taught me really it's all about the process and uh if your process is good most of the time the results are going to be great eddie i heard you i saw you nodding your head uh, i think you probably agree with that what, what have you learned from sean in these two years you've been with him uh just how much mental how, how mental kicking is you know because when you go in on game day you know you have no control over you know your leg strength really it's all about performance in the moment you know what can you control kick to kick you know, having um you know short-term memory like they say mm-hmm. um going into each kick you know trying to do the best you can because we only get a certain number of opportunities in the game like carter he had four field goals and 
you know, one kick, that's, you know, on a high end. Usually he'll have three or four. Right. I'll usually have three or four punts. So it's about making the most of each opportunity you get. That's are, the biggest thing I've learned. Are either of you guys golfers? Because I'm wondering, because it seems like it's, it's so similar kicking to a golf swing in terms of the muscle memory and the repetition and so forth. Carter, you've been nodding your head. Do you play golf? Or do oh, you, no, sir. I'm, but, I'm but not good at golf but, at all. But, but do you see the similarity there? Yes, sir, for sure. How about you, Eddie? Yeah, my dad, was. Uh, he's a pretty big golfer, so he taught me a lot of the same things about you know, swing and mentality, you know, always staying smooth and kicking is important too. So what's yeah. a, uh, what's a typical practice Eddie for you, like for you guys? Uh, so usually we'll go out before the team is on the field. We'll do our own individual warm up. Um, we do the same thing in pregame. So we go out there, we take, you know, uh, the wind into account, the conditions of the day, you know, whether it's raining, wind, you know, um, we'll do our own warm ups, and then we'll be fully warm by the team, by the time the team is really out there. Mm-hmm. So um, from there, it's just about staying fresh, um, not overkicking. You know, we'll usually have a couple drills we do throughout practice, and then we have our period that we go, and um, we have to have a punt period or field goal period. So, yeah, that's what traditional practice looks like. And you've done a good job on kickoffs this year. That's new. Yeah. Logan Tyler handled the kickoffs very mm-hmm. nicely last year. Uh, what's that? How's that gone for you? I think I've done pretty good so far. Um, the biggest thing with kickoff is managing load because it's a big load on your body every time you go and do kickoffs. So, you know, um, being really mentally locked in, you know, having your cues that you're looking for every time you kick. Because um, I don't do them that much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things you only really do it once or twice a week just because of how sore it makes your body. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very mental just like, you know, the other aspects are. Carter, what was it like uh, playing your first road game last week? Uh, kind of in your neck of the woods there in, uh, at Oklahoma State, not too horribly far from Pearland, Texas. But uh, what was that experience like uh, playing at Oklahoma State last week? It was amazing. Uh, obviously didn't get the result we wanted, but uh, atmosphere was awesome. And uh, just kind of being able to experience it and having a decent amount of family members there, it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was cool to have. Eddie, you've been around this team now two years. What's your sense of how the guys are bouncing back this week? Disappointing loss. Get ready to get back on your home field and play Eastern Michigan on Saturday. Um, I think, you know, the guys, you know, they were obviously frustrated by the loss, you know, um, coming in, you know, just ready to work, you know, doing all the, the little things right, you know, staying after practice, treating their body right. You know, I think a lot of guys are frustrated and, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of effort and preparation is going into this game, so. Well, Eddie told us what he's studying. Carter, what uh, do you plan on majoring in in Arizona State, and uh, what are your plans uh, post-college? Uh, um, sports business and uh, obviously hopefully playing the NFL, but uh, after football, of course, uh, being a director of recruiting or director of football operations uh, in college football. No kidding. Good That's for a, you. That's awesome. How about you, Eddie? What uh, you, I think you said you're studying economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you hope to use your degree? I'm not 100% sure yet, but, you know, something in finance or economics or even uh, sports performance business, I'd love to do that too. Well, you know what? you got time to figure it out, and in the meantime, both you guys doing a great job uh, kicking the football for Arizona State. Thanks for coming on with us tonight. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you for having us. Good to see you both. Carter Brown, Eddie Shaplitsky, our two guests. Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate it. Carter, good to see you, bud. And they are our guests tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards. Uh, as their coach, uh, Sean Slocum, Sun Devil Special Teams Coordinator, will join us momentarily. But first, let's take a timeout. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the third quarter. 
We continue now with tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, coming your way from our new home for Coach Edwards' weekly radio show, Dave and Buster's at Tempe Marketplace. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Football and your host this evening. We're glad you joined us. Our guest on this segment has been at Arizona State longer than any current member of the Sun Devil Football coaching staff. Now in his eighth season in Tempe, he is the Sun Devil's assistant head coach and special teams coordinator. And during his time here, he has mentored such outstanding players as the NCAA's all-time field goal kicker, Zane Gonzalez, as well as top-notch punters like Matt Hawk, Michael Turk, and the fellow you just heard from, Eddie Shaplitsky, not to mention return specialists like Tim White, Brandon Ayuk, Nikhil Harry, and DJ Taylor. He's also coached at USC, Texas A&M, and was the Green Bay Packers special teams coordinator when they won the Super Bowl following the 2010 season. It's always a pleasure to have Coach Sean Slocum join us on the show. How you been, Sean? Doing well, Tim. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. What, uh, what goes through your mind when I hear that recitation of all those great names? Boy, you've had a lot of pretty doggone good players <laughs> you that you've means. mentored here. Huh? It tells me I'm old. I've <laughs> yeah. been, been here a long time. been doing it a long time. But, uh, but, but boy, some great players and yeah. some great memories, too. Absolutely. Huh? The, the guys that you mentioned were outstanding guys, you know, individuals, first of all. Great players, and obviously to be able to play on Sunday, they're, they're special. And that has to help, I would think, as you move the program forward, bringing guys like Eddie and Carter in, seeing what uh, what has taken place here in the past. Yeah, no question it is. It's attractive for, for the best players around to come in here and, and do the same things. And so hopefully we can keep that going. Boy, some unfortunate news, though, about our buddy Zane Gonzalez, who's with the Carolina Panthers, and uh, he suffered a fairly significant groin injury we're told at the end of the preseason that he might be out for a while do you do you keep in touch much with Zane? yeah I, we stay in touch i haven't talked to him um, lately but <clears throat> apparently had surgery with that and he's on the road to recovery that's unfortunate for a kicker to have that that situation occur and uh He's still young, and so hopefully he comes back from it and moves on. Let's hope so. Boy, what a great career he had here at Arizona State. All right, so through two weeks, how would you evaluate the play of your uh, kicking game so far? Well, I would say that we've done some good things and uh, some things that we must improve on. I, I would like for it to have been cleaner, but um, we've, we've dealt with the game situations the way they've occurred, and uh, from that standpoint, it's been solid. Um, we like to be impactful, to change the game, the dynamics of the game, change the field position, and that's the job of special teams is to control the field position and score on a direct scoring opportunities, which are field goals or extra points. So um, we've done a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. So we've got to keep moving forward and keep getting improving. Sean, on a team with so many newcomers, I mean, there's close, <clears throat> excuse me, to 50 newcomers on this Arizona State football team this year. Uh, I would imagine that that would pose a challenge in assembling your special teams, the guys that are going to play in your kicking game. How big a challenge was that this year? Well, I would say that the environment that that Herm has created here has uh, made it a lot easier because these guys came in, they adapted to what we were all about. But the challenge is you got new guys that haven't heard me, haven't heard what I had to say, but at some point, I'm still a fresh voice to them. Mm-hmm. The guys that have been here for a while have heard me say what I say over and over again, but I, I believe in that as a coach and that you're consistent in the way you present the message and, and uh, the way you enforce what it needs to be done and so forth. So uh, the challenge has been somewhat, but, again, it's, it's, it's turned out pretty good. 
on a year-to-year basis, I think I may have asked you this on a previous visit to the show, how do you go about determining, like, which players uh, are going to be uh, on your special teams? Is there a certain skill set, a profile, or certainly a positional profile where you, uh, you know, like a lot of times you get guys who are like linebackers or some skill position players on offense who make good special teams players? MidFirst Bank proudly offers both the ASU Visa debit card and the ASU Rewards credit card. Show your Sun Devil pride with every purchase and enjoy the convenience of card controls when you download the MidFirst Bank mobile app. With the app, you can manage all your cards and accounts in one place. Add your card to your mobile wallet to pay with your mobile or wearable device. Visit any MidFirst Banking Center today or go to midfirst.com slash ASU for details. MidFirst Bank, true to your money. Member FDIC. How does he? How has he developed? What's what does it take to be as good as a, a as good a situational punter as Eddie has developed into, and in his ability to pin opponents deep? Uh, I believe last year of his 45 punts, 18 uh, ended up inside the opponent's 20-yard line. Well, I think first of all, you have to understand the game, and he has a good understanding of the game. And in, in, in reality, every time that he goes out to punt, it's he against the punt returner. And so if he can create difficulty for that guy, then we're going to have the advantage. And he does a great job at that. You mentioned returners. Uh, your return man the last couple of years, D.J. Taylor. It seems to me I've seen some growth in D.J., some evolution in him in terms of decision-making. Talk about him as a returner, how he rates with some of the fellows we mentioned at the beginning of this segment that you've had here before and how he is progressing right now. Well, when D.J. gets the ball in his hands, I think he, he can read the coverage well, and he, he runs to space, which is good for a runner. Uh, so he does that well. That's, that's pretty natural for him. The process over the last couple of years of learning the game and when to take, take a chance, when not to take a chance, that's where I think he's improved quite a bit. And honestly, I think him playing on defense, MidFirst Bank proudly offers both the ASU Visa debit card and the ASU Rewards credit card. Show your Sun Devil pride with every purchase and enjoy the convenience of card controls when you download the MidFirst Bank mobile app. With the app, you can manage all your cards and accounts in one place. Add your card to your mobile wallet to pay with your mobile or wearable device. Visit any MidFirst Banking Center today or go to midfirst.com slash ASU for details. MidFirst Bank, true to your money. Member FDIC. Now he's got good quickness, he's good off the spot, and I think he's got a chance to be good. Now, over the course of your time here, in addition to special teams, you have uh, spent time uh, uh, assisting with the Sun Devil linebackers, and this year got a couple of really good veterans as team co-captains and Merlin Robertson and Kyle Soley. I'd just be MidFirst Bank proudly offers both the ASU Visa debit card and the ASU Rewards credit card. Show your Sun Devil pride with every purchase and enjoy the convenience of card controls when you download the MidFirst Bank mobile app. With the app, you can manage all your cards and accounts in one place. Add your card to your mobile wallet to pay with your mobile or wearable device. Visit any MidFirst Banking Center today or go to midfirst.com slash ASU for details. MidFirst Bank, true to your money. Member FDIC. Two guys have accepted that, and they've learned a lot from him. Kyle is, is, is steady, shows up every day. Merlin has, I think, helped himself quite a bit. He's, he's, he's changed his body. Um, he's got a great mindset for work, and he shows up every day, and he works really hard. Yeah, he sure does. And I think Chris told me last year that he wants his guys to aspire to do what he did, win, like you said, win the Butkus Trophy. Yeah, that's, 
he, he sets an expectation every day in that room and uh, of, of doing your job and doing it at a high level and don't make excuses. And, you know, things, bad things are going to happen. That's football. Yep. And you have to overcome those things, and you have to identify them and move on. We mentioned that in addition to being special teams uh, coordinator, Sean is also the assistant head coach of this team. doing that that doing well in that regard i um, and that's proof why he plays golf just about every day so i think he's gonna be fine that's awesome well sean we appreciate your coming on with us uh you do great work at arizona state and hopefully you're a lot more years to do that great work thanks for coming on my friend thanks tim sean slocum the sun devil special teams coordinator and assistant head coach our guest on this segment of all aboard with herm edwards herm will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to Saturday's evening, uh, Saturday evening's game against Eastern Michigan. But first, these messages here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. show my goodness he had a great run there with some tremendous records and tremendous teams yeah, he really did he had a lot of good players we remember drafting some players from there yeah in their first two years under the leadership of their coach chris creighton eastern michigan went a combined three and 21 in 2014 and 15 since then they are 35 and 37 and seem to play Herm with kind of a blue-collar mentality that represents their home state of Michigan. They do. They, they do, and Coach has done a, a really nice job up there. He's, he's, he's created an environment, um, and, um, you know, with, with the portal now, you know, they, they've gotten some, some players too, some transfer guys, but um, he's done an excellent job. They're very competitive. They're very tough. They're, they, like you mentioned, they're a blue-collar football team. they got a transfer quarterback in there, mm-hmm. and um, – they got a big old offensive line, and they got some strong guys on defense, and and they play. You know, they they, they play well. I mean, they, they score about 31 points a game, uh, defensively, uh, do a nice job uh, against the run, and they bring pressure. They bring pressure now. They'll bring five, six man pressure at times. So you got to pick it up and challenge you. They'll flat challenge you. Just, we're going to bring more guys than you can block. And if the quarterback didn't get the ball off. You know, you get sacked. So they create a lot of negative plays on defense. Do they bring pressure from a lot of different uh, places? They, they bring it right up the middle at times, and they'll bring it on the edge too. So, you know, we have to be aware of that. And we're going to have to pick that up because they, they, they're going to bring five or six guys. And, 
you know, you got to make sure you're in tune with your offensive line or the quarterback. You're going to have somebody run a scot free at him. Now, Herm mentioned their quarterback. His name is Taylor Powell. He is a transfer. He's actually played at two different schools, Missouri, and last year he was the quarterback at Troy University. He is coming off a uh, big game, uh, throwing for well over 300 yards last week against Louisiana. I'm interested to see they have a five foot eight inch receiver. His name is Hassan Beydoun, and last year he led. He's a good quarterback throwing it vertically. He throws the vertical class uh, pretty nice, and they've got a, they got a couple of receivers to jump up there and, and, and can catch the contested uh, pass. Something else to look for, they have a running back. I believe he wears number 22. His name is Samson Evans. Mm-hmm. He has thrown four touchdown passes in his career, a halfback, and he threw one last week against Louisiana. Yeah, the Wildcat. They use him as a Wildcat player at times. They come in there, and they go fast. You know, they line up on the ball, and they'll go fast, so – uh, we're going to be tested. There's no doubt. I mean, they, you know, like you said, they, they beat three power five schools. And, and uh, you know, our players are aware. I, I gave them all the, the numbers, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, they, they, we better be ready to play. Yeah. The, the MAC. I've always had a lot of respect for the Mid-American Conference. They always seem to have really solid football teams. They do. And, and you know, they're, they're a tough team. They're, they're a physical team. So, we, we got another test, especially with our, our front guys, with the offensive line and the defensive line. I understand that uh, Roe Torrance, your cornerback, the nice transfer from Auburn, boy, and he looks the part, 6'4", to cornerback, that he'll be a game-time decision. Other than that, uh, pretty decent health for your team, I would think. Yeah, we are. We're getting some guys back, and um, it seems like we get one back and we lose a guy. But, yeah. um, you know, we, we our defensive backs, we, we've got some guys now – that uh, obviously, you know, seven and one are back. Uh, Marcus so Davis, Marcus Jordan and, and Clark Jordan. both return, yeah. And um, that helps us some. But that unit's got to, you know, they haven't played together, believe it or not, because our, our whole secondary got drafted last year. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. so these guys are new. You know, they got to learn how to play together, and, and I think it's, it's work in progress still. Yep. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. It'll be good to have the Devils back on the home field on uh, Saturday evening, and, of course, the Sun Devil Radio Network will be there and, We'll have you covered for Saturday night's game with Eastern Michigan. Our coverage will begin at 5.30 Saturday evening with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by Jeff Munn. And if you get a chance, drop up and see Money. They're up in the uh, Santan Ford Club on the East Concourse of uh, Sun Devil Stadium. And then former ASU quarterback Jeff Van Raphorst and our new sideline reporter, former Sun Devil player Kevin Turner, will join me for the play-by-play broadcast. That'll start at 8 p.m., Technically, 8.10 for kickoff. 8.10? 8.10. Just make it 9 o'clock. Let's yeah, round it what up. what the heck? Let's just go. I'll buy it. breakfast after the game. Oh, what do you word. say? And you can hear the game on ESPN 620 AM as well as on ArizonaSports.com and the AZ Sports app. And then 
Money and Sean Cressman will have Sun Devil sound off immediately afterward. Thanks tonight to Sean Cressman, our engineer, for his great work. Thanks to Molly Gardner and the Sun Devil Radio Network and our in-studio coordinator, Lauren Koval, as well. Nate Wainwright, Kyle Gray, Mark Asseline from Sun Devil Football and all our great Sun Devil the fans. fans. That's exactly right. The Dave fans that are here. And exactly Buster. right. Good luck, Herm. Thank you. We'll be on next week previewing the Pac-12 opener with Utah. Join us then. I'm Tim Healy. So long, everybody.